This is the GQ Podcast. We are back once again. This is Brother Art from Regal, Restoring Eternal God for Life. That's our ministry, Regal Ministries, part of Restoration Christian Fellowship. Please check us out on our website, reg4l.org. That's R-E-G, the number four, the letter L, dot O-R-G, R-E-G-4-L. Dot org. God bless you. I am happy to be here with you. Once again, I am enjoying life right now, and I pray that you feel God's blessing over your life in a way where you are enjoying yours as well. Again, this is the GQ Podcast. You know what we do here. This isn't your first time, I pray, but if it is, what we do is you send us questions. And we aim to give you a biblically sound answer, an answer from a biblical perspective. In other words, our answers are based on the word of God. So you might be saying, how do we get you, Brother Art, some of these questions? It's very simple. Send us your question along with your name to GQ Talk. That's G-Q-T-A-L-K, GQ Talk at gmail.com. That's how you send your questions to the GQ podcast. We receive your questions and then we answer them in our broadcast such as this. Let's pray real quick. Father God, we thank you again for allowing us to come together. Here, my team here at Regal, along with all of our friends all over the world who listen And I pray that they gain not anything specifically from me or from our team, but you allowing us to connect with them. And what's being spread, Father, is your word. What's being spread is you. And more importantly, Lord, it's the love that you have not just demonstrated to me, not just to my team and not just to those listening who believe, but to those who don't believe so that they might believe. So they have the opportunity to believe. Lord, be it your will that through what we're doing here, may people believe. And if so, Father, thank you for allowing us to be your loyal, faithful, and loving servant. All this is because of you, Jesus, because of what you did on that cross. We thank you. We'll never be able to repay you. And we pray that you receive the offering we are bringing to you today. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father. Amen. GQTalk at gmail.com. GQTalk at gmail.com. I mentioned earlier what we do is we take in questions. We try to give you biblically uh perspective answers that's our goal here and we have another question this week from my friend shannon shannon you're my friend i love you dear i've never met you i believe i have not met you but you sent in a question and here we go let's give you an answer here's shannon's question i was in a sexual relationship with a married man that resulted in a pregnancy After coming to my senses, I discontinued the relationship, but soon after, I decided to have an abortion. 
Everything I did was completely wrong. I admit that. And right after I discovered how bad my life was, I turned to God and sought forgiveness. My question after everything is, do you believe God will forgive my abortion? Shannon, I, I thank you, first of all, for your question. Um, I respect the fact that you're willing to share your testimony with us. It's very brave. It's very courageous. And here's the thing. I believe that our discussion today will help another person that might be in a similar situation. So I pray that once you get this response, um, you'll share it with people. And I, and I pray other listeners will share it with others as well. Um, to answer your question correctly and directly, as I always aim to do, I need to cover uh, a couple of quick, quickly, I, I, plead, I, I plead to myself quickly a few important facts, all right? Um, I, I think I can assume by your question that you understand that abortion is wrong. In God's eyes, to be clear, abortion is something that God does not agree with. So in order to understand the answer, um, I, f I feel like I first need to explain why abortion is wrong. Because the world tells us that everything is okay with abortion. Um, the world tells us it's our American right. It tells us it's our personal right. But biblically, biblically, spiritually, abortion is not the right of a human being it is a choice but it's not a right of a human being so let's start by stating the truth okay here is the truth abortion is wrong many will say that that's an opinion many will hear this and they'll stand by that and say that's that guy's opinion it's not my opinion abortion is wrong I once saw it differently myself until I really grasped what I'm about to share with you. What I'm about to share with you, you probably already know, but I'm not sure if those listening are aware of this. So once I actually sat down and absorbed what I'm saying, my position prior to me being a Christian many, many years ago, instantly changed. Here's why abortion is wrong. Abortion is wrong because it does what it does. It illustrates a belief that God is the provider of life. It projects an image that God, the provider of life, has made a mistake by providing and allowing such a pregnancy to exist. It's saying that God made an error by producing that child. That the person seeking an abortion wants to eliminate. When we get an abortion, the problem with that is the plan that God has for that life, for that specific life, 
goes unserved. Meaning the purpose for that individual is never fulfilled. I want that to sink in, maybe to not, maybe not to you, Shannon, but to others listening. When we abort children, we're actually stepping on the shoes of God. We're actually saying, God, you made a mistake by allowing this pregnancy. Now, mind you, there are contributing circumstances. Shannon, for example, was having an affair, I think you call it, or a sexual relationship with someone who was married. So, uh, be it Shannon was unmarried and the man was married, it was all wrong. It was it was it was illicit. It was incorrect. It should not have taken place. But if you read your Bible, there were many times where God, through wrong actions, created an individual that would change the world. When we step forward and say no. We are truly saying no to God. And we're saying no to the plan he had already established before that individual was conceived. Let's look at a few scriptures on this. This is David elaborating just on life itself. This is Psalm 139, uh, starting at verse 13. Here's what David says. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in a secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. David expressing, expressing how he felt, how, how he, he, he believed he, he came to be. That God himself had a plan for him. If you look at David's life, you'll see that. David was overlooked even when Samuel came to replace Saul. His father never even called him forward. He was what we would call number eight. The last of the sons. The first seven were considered, but David wasn't ever called forward. His own father didn't view him the way God viewed him. And the moment he stepped before Saul, God confirmed that he was the one because of his heart. What's miraculous about this? Though Jesse, David's father, couldn't see this, though even Samuel didn't see this without connecting with God, God knew this of David before he even walked, before he even walked away from the shepherd's field. He knew once David was conceived. He knew once David's mom was pregnant. He knew once David was born that he was the one 
that was going to rule over his people. Look at what God spoke through the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah 1.5. Here's what he said to him. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. He's actually telling Jeremiah the same thing. I had a plan for you before I even formed you. Many abortionists talk about it's just tissue, it's, it, it's just a cell. It's not. It's God. God allowed that to happen. That miraculous act when the two meet is something of God. And God has a plan for every single child every baby before we even see it as a baby before we could tell whether it's a male or a female it doesn't matter God already knows he finds every life precious every life those in the womb and those outside the womb to God, it doesn't matter because they're all part of his plan. And the problem we have today, friends, is that our plans seem not to line up with God's plans. And when they don't, we seem more and more to try to cancel God out. And whether we realize it or not, that's abortion. Canceling God's plan. Look how God views life we we can get a good uh depiction or understanding of this in the parable of the lost sheep if you know the parable of the lost sheep um luke 15 the the shepherd lost one sheep he had a hundred but he lost one he still had 99 when he lost the one but for god that wasn't enough so the shepherd went out he left the 99 for a moment just to secure to locate and return the one that was lost because he loved that one. He loved that one. He loved the other 99, but they were safe. He stopped everything to go get the one. This is God illustrating to us how important that one is. So that one abortion means the world to him. Because he stopped just to save one life. One life that he had already established a plan for. One life that he had already ordained to enter into the world. To do something miraculous. Something spectacular. Something that no other person will or would be able to to do when we abort these unborn children we're disrupting and disturbing God's plan the plans he has for this world and the plans that he has for our lives 
We have no idea what God is planning. We, we, we can't grasp God's mind. This is why the scripture tells us to lean not on our, on, on our understanding, lean on his understanding. I think the scripture even tells us his ways, referring to God, are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. I think we need to ask ourselves in these situations, What answer would we give if we aborted the person God designed to cure cancer? What would we say to ourselves if the person God had established to come into this world and cure AIDS, to cure diabetes, to cure all the diseases that many people suffer with today. Maybe God had established a person that had the plan for world hunger. Maybe we had another peacemaker on the way. If he's numbered and knows the number of hairs on our head, If he knows that, and scripturally, the Bible tells us this. What makes us think that he would not have established those people to come into this world and rectify some of the things that we've done wrong? I believe he could have. But if we've aborted those people, way before we would know who they would become, Wouldn't that leave us where we are now? Let's look in history just for a second. What would happen if we aborted Martin Luther King Jr.? Or Abraham Lincoln? Even more modern, many people look at Barack Obama as a hero, as an American hero. What would have happened if his mother aborted him? These are people to whom we can't imagine our world without. Seeing the contributions, seeing the dedication, seeing how their efforts through their lives have changed our world. We could not imagine our world without them. But God sees every person that way. When he designs a person, male and female, he sends them with a mission. He sends them with a plan. And ironically, he can't see our world without them either. But he's forced to see it when we abort our children. Because we're removing from the world what God had planned to bless you, me, all of us with. That's the cost of abortion. We take away 
what God is planning to bless us with when we terminate pregnancies. I wanted to make sure that we understood that before. Shannon, specifically you, dear, I answer your question, which is, are you forgiving? Are you forgiving? Are people forgiving who participated in an abortion? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. You are forgiven. Let me read a scripture to you. First John uh, 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Shannon, repent. That's all you have to do. Repent, meaning apologize. And it sounds like you have and turn your life towards God. Turn away from sin. Turn away from what the world says is right and turn to God. Understand that abortion is a sin. Confess that abortion is a sin and repent. And God forgives all sins. Shannon, there's one more thing I want to add. You didn't ask this, but I want to add it anyway, just so if I can, I can help you. There's one more thing you have to do. And this is a struggle for many women who have made the decision to have an abortion in which a majority of them actually regret it afterwards or they live and they suffer uh, almost like an internal punishment for a very long time. If you turn and you repent and you ask God for forgiveness and now you're walking your life towards him the next thing, or maybe for some of us, the last thing you need to do is you have to forgive yourself. God does not want you to punish yourself for making a poor decision, for making a mistake. And here's the reason why. We all make them. We all make mistakes. Different degrees, different uh, uh, types of mistakes. We all make them. But you have to understand, if you don't, our God is a loving and forgiving God. He loves you. He loves you. And that's why he ran out to get the lost sheep because he loved him. And he loves you the same way. Now, because of your repentance, this is is an experience God might actually call you to share, similar to what you're doing today. But he might do this in order for another person traveling the same journey from, you know, you in, in, in your improper sexual uh, relationship all the way to the abortion. He might call you to share this so that another person who he loves, just like he loves you, won't make the same mistake. But he doesn't want you to punish yourself and Don't listen to those who want to punish you, including Christians. We're supposed to help you understand what you did was wrong, but we're supposed to hold you and love you and explain to you that God loves you. And we're also supposed to explain that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.1. 
None. And that's how you know you're forgiven. Because he knows we're sinners. He knows we're going to make, make mistakes. And this is why Christ came. So I say to you, look forward and move forward. But just make sure every step you take. You're not walking alone and you're not walking in sin. Let every step you take from this point forward, Shannon. Be escorted or even better led. By our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Look at what God does when we re, when we turn from sin. Colossians 1.13 says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Shannon, he forgives you just like he forgave me. And many other people for maybe what we would call in our world the smallest sins to some of the most heinous acts we commit. If we turn to him and repent and open our hearts and allow him to be the leader of our life, we're forgiven. I pray that you accept that. I pray you open your Bible and even more importantly, you believe. You believe that God loves you and never ever again second guess a plan that God has set forth in this world for life. This is the GQ podcast with Brother Art. I want to shout out to my friend Shannon. We love you. And we're praying for you. And anyone else that might have walked a similar path. Turn to God. Allow Christ to be the Lord of your life. And live your life Holy Spirit led. And I guarantee you'll see a change. And you'll also be a change. Because people are watching you. And don't forget, God also has a plan for you too. GQTalk at gmail.com. GQTalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to visit our website at regal.org. We love you guys. Thank you for listening and checking us out. Follow us on all the social media services, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, we're on SoundCloud with the GQ Podcast and Spreaker, as well as you can download and subscribe on iTunes. God bless you. May God keep you. And let God's shining face warm your spirit so there's no other alternative in this world. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Restoring Eternal God for Lives. Please visit our website at reg4l.org and stay connected with us on all social media platforms 
at officially reg4l.